Amen. I'm thankful today to be in an apostolic church. Amen. Where we preach and teach the apostles' doctrine, which is repentance and water baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, and we're going to read verse 13 through 15, and then we'll go to the book of Romans, chapter number 10, begin reading at verse number 14. Ephesians 6 and 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. would like for you to say that last phrase, gospel of peace. Romans chapter number 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Say that with me, the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. One more verse right here in Romans 10, if you'll skip down just one verse to verse 17. So then... Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. The Bible said in these two passages, it used the phrase gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. That's what I want to preach about today, the gospel of peace. God, I pray, Lord, for your anointing. On me to preach, I pray for the power of your spirit to flow through the preaching of your word. God, your Bible said that faith comes by hearing, so I pray that someone that hears this message, God, would be infused with faith that comes directly from your word, God. I pray that your presence fill this place. Let your anointing move here, Lord Jesus. Let the power of the Holy Ghost minister here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise as you're being seated this morning. The last verse that we read, Romans 10 and 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When the Bible is preached, there is a spiritual event that takes place. Faith comes by the preaching of the word of God. Amen. We need to hear true Bible preaching. Amen. Not just, not just man's ideas, not just some philosopher or theologian's idea, but preaching that it comes straight from the Word of God. Amen. I need Bible preaching. Preaching brings faith into the soul. Faith comes by hearing. 
Hearing the preached truth of God's holy word activates the mustard seed of faith that's within us. To every man is given a measure of faith, but that faith is activated by the word of God. When you hear the Bible preached, hearing that word plants a seed of faith in your heart. And that faith, when it grows, brings forth fruit of the Spirit to harvest within your life. Amen. I'm thankful that I had a preacher in my life. I wish somebody'd say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you that the person that does not have a pastor in their life is a person that is in terrible danger in this world. Amen. How shall they hear without a preacher? You and Jesus can have your own thing going, but you can't be in line with the Bible that way. You need a man of God to preach the Word of God into your life. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. I've been working on a sermon, and I'm, I'm debating right now in my mind if I should, say, if I should make the point now or just save it. And for, for a service later, but I, I sort of feel like making it right now. In the Bible, there are two parables where Jesus cursed fig trees. In these two parables, Jesus saw a fig tree and he cursed it. In one of the parables, the, the disciples passed by the next morning and the tree was already withered and already gone. In the other parable, the tree does not wither and die. You have two fig trees, two curses, but there's one difference between the two fig trees. One fig tree had no man to take care of it. The other fig tree had a man that when the curse came, he said, no, let me dig around it. Let me plant, let me work on a little bit more. You ought to be thankful there's a man of God in your life that goes before God. The only difference between those two fig trees was one of them had a man of God that would take care of it. God, help me, Lord Jesus. Help me to understand that I need the preaching of God's word. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. The Bible said that there's power when the word of God is spoken. Hebrews 11 and 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Amen. God spoke his creative word. And the Bible said that the worlds were framed. That word framed, it means to complete thoroughly or to repair, to adjust, to mend, to prepare, restore, to mend what has been broken, to put in order, and to arrange. We know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Amen. When God spoke the word, all of a sudden creation began to take place. The worlds were framed. But notice, the Bible didn't say the world was framed. The Bible said the worlds were framed. We understand that this planet we live on was framed by the word of God. But I'm going to tell you what else God's word wants to frame. God wants to frame your world with his word, your family, your relationship, your finances, your marriage, your children. Amen. God wants to frame your world by his word. If you'll let the word of God speak into your life and you'll obey the word of God. Amen. Notice the word frame to repair. God will repair the things that are messed up in your life. 
God will mend, prepare, restore, to mend that which is broken, to set things in order, and to arrange. And it comes by the preaching of the Word of God. We need the Word of God to frame our world. We need the Word of God to frame our marriage, to frame our relationship with our children, to frame our interactions with each other. We need the Word of God to frame how we act, how we think, how we dress, where we go, what we say, what we do. We need to let the Word of God frame our world. I'll tell you when people get in trouble, people get in trouble when they begin to step outside of God's Word to frame their own world. I know I ought to go to church, but I'm not. I know I ought to not say what, I'm gonna, what I want to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. You don't have to speak your mind. Amen. I'm, I'm getting off the sermon right now, but sometimes it's better just to be quiet and let the Lord fight your battle. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I better get off of that right now. I don't have many here, and I can't afford to offend the ones I got. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, we need to let the Word of God frame our world. Well, I know I shouldn't do that, but I like doing it, so I'm going to do it anyway and hope that grace covers it. You better let the Word of God frame your world. If you let the Word of God frame your world, it'll restore and mend the things that are broken in your life. How many times have we seen people come to the house of God broken in a mess, their life in shambles, but the more they line up with the Word of God, the more they let preaching begin to penetrate how they think that God begins to frame their world because faith comes by hearing. Praise God. Amen. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Let, let, me, let me go ahead and, and, just, and just say this while I'm, while I'm, I'm here, that it's, it, that's what God's word will do for us. Amen. I don't want to frame my own world. I don't have the ability to frame my own world. And so I need to let God's word. And when we hear the preaching, let me tell you, the best thing that you can do in your walk with God, I understand, I understand because of, of the COVID outbreak that we have some limitations in crowd today. So I'm, I'm not preaching to those that are, are staying home specifically because of that. But I will preach to those that that when it's not this situation, that you're not faithful to the house of God. Amen. You are doing a disservice to your family and to yourself by not being faithful to the house of God because faith comes by hearing. The only way to get faith is by hearing the word of God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So take the logic and take the flow of scripture. You cannot please God without hearing preaching. Amen. I didn't write the book. I just read it and preach it. But if faith comes by hearing and it's impossible to please God without faith, then it's impossible to please God without hearing preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. I've, I've, I've heard people say, man, we had a great service. We didn't have any preaching. Amen. I might have said that a time or two myself in my, in my years. But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like when the anointing of the Holy Ghost quickens a word for my life. Have you ever been in a service when you were going through something and, and you know you didn't tell the preacher what was going on, but when the word was preached, it seems to be exactly what 
you need. It's because God is trying to order your world by his word. Amen. We need preaching of the word of God. I, my family needs preaching. I need preaching. Amen. And, and so before I get into the, the, the rest of the message, and I'm trying my best to stay on topic, but, uh, but, but let me settle this right now, that there is only one saving gospel. Okay, there's only one saving gospel. When we talk about the saving gospel, what we're talking about is the message that delivers men and women from sin and sets them free from the hand of the enemy. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 8 tells us that in flaming fire, God will take vengeance on them that know not God. And look, notice this, that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're going to be saved, you have to obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't make your own way of salvation. You can't say, well, I think this is all it takes, or I think this is all I want to do. You have to be saved according to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 4, 17 and 18, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? There's only one saving gospel. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Galatians 1, 6 and 7. Paul writing to the church of Galatia. Notice what he says in verse number 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. He said, I, I'm shocked that you allowed yourself to be changed, to, to, to be moved to another gospel. Now notice what he says in verse 7. Which is not another. Which is not another. I marvel that you've taken another gospel, but there's not another. When you look at the Bible in 2 Thessalonians 1, that you have to obey the gospel. 1 Peter 4 and 17, you have to obey the gospel. Galatians 1 and 6, there's not another gospel. Jude 1 and 3, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered. Everybody say once. It was once delivered to the saints. I'm preaching today that there's only one saving gospel. There's only one message of salvation. There's not multiple ways. There's not multiple means. There's not many options. It's not a buffet section to get you into heaven. The Bible said you have to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's one message, one gospel. Everybody say one. There's one message, one gospel. You have to obey the gospel of God. And then the Jude said that it was once delivered. There wasn't multiple revelation. There wasn't progressive revelation of the gospel. There's one gospel message, one saving gospel that was once delivered. Amen. Acts 2, 37. You know where I'm going with this. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Not just to Peter, but to Peter and the rest of the apostles. Amen. Simon Peter, the, the Catholics call him the first pope. He might have been a pope, but he wasn't, 
he, he didn't preach what they preach. Amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes when you're preaching, an empty room is louder than some with people in it. When you're not, when, when, and I know you like what, you believe what I'm preaching. But I've been places where I preached that and it was, it was met with crickets because we don't get the chance to make our own gospel. We don't get the chance to make our own Bible. But he said, Peter and the rest of the apostles, Peter and the rest of the apostles, all the apostles with one message, with one gospel. There wasn't a Pentecostal evangelist and a Baptist. There wasn't a Pentecostal apostle and a Baptist apostle and a Methodist apostle and an Episcopalian apostle and a Catholic apostle and a, and, and a Lutheran apostle and a Presbyterian apostle. It was Peter and all the apostles. They all had the same message. Amen. Men and brethren, what shall we do? One gospel, one message, one time delivered. And this is the one time it was delivered. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. My brothers and sisters, that is the gospel once delivered. That was the one time that it was given on the birthday of the church. And every day from that day till now, if you really preach the gospel, you preach repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. you got to obey the gospel. What shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Well, preacher, what makes you think that that's the message of salvation? Well, let's read on. Verse 39. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If God calls you, he calls you with this gospel. Amen. Well, let's read one more verse. Verse 40, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, what's that next word? Save. What he's talking about here is the plan of salvation, how to be saved. When they said, tell us what we have to do, he said, if you want to save yourself, you got to repent, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is about salvation, my brothers and sisters. Amen. There's only one saving gospel once delivered. Have we established that? So I, I want you to, to know something, because I'm getting ready to preach something that I've never preached before and that I've never heard preached before. And so as I wait out there, I just want you to know that I believe there's only one saving gospel. Everybody say saving gospel. There's one saving gospel. The only way to be saved, the only way to be saved is repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just so you remember, I'm not preaching that there are two saving gospels. There's only one saving gospel. Amen. Ephesians 6 and 15, however, says, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And Romans 10, 15 says, how beautiful, or it says, how shall they preach except they be sent? And it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach 
the gospel of peace. Amen. The word peace here means quietness or rest, tranquility, exemption from rage and havoc. Boy, I like that right there, exemption from rage and havoc. Harmony, discord, security, safety. I will tell you that you do not have to have your life ruled by anxiety and fear and dread and worry and unease. If you are a child of God, you don't have to have your world in constant uproar. Praise God. Because it is, there is a gospel of peace, good news of peace. That's what I'm preaching today about the gospel. The word gospel means good news. I'm preaching the good news of peace. What I'm preaching is that I know this world is full of danger and wicked. It's crazy. I've never seen a crazier world than the one we're in right now. I know it's uncertain. I know, however, that we have a wonderful, great God. And God wants you to have peace in your life. I'm preaching to those that feel the weight of anxiety on your heart today. I'm preaching to those that, that you feel, and, I, and, and maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe, maybe I'm off target today, and I, but I don't think that I am. I feel like I know that God has dealt with me about some folks today, and I, I don't know exactly who I'm preaching to, but may I just tell, the, there's, there's those that are, are with us possibly today in the house, and those that are tuning in, that you have this constant fear that something is just around the corner, that something is, is going to go wrong. There's people that live under the constant weight of anxiety that it's just a matter of time until your life falls apart or this happens or that happens. And I am telling you that my Bible tells me that there is the gospel of peace. Amen. There is a place in Christ where you can have rest and faith and exemption from rage and havoc. You don't always have to be flying off the handle and have an anger rule your life. There is a gospel of peace for your home. You don't always have to be full of dread and anxiety and fear. There is a gospel of peace for your mind. You don't always have to fear that your addiction is gonna come back or your problem's gonna come back or your issue's gonna come back. You can have a gospel of peace in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what I'm preaching this morning. I know there's only one saving gospel, but I'm going to tell you that if you are a child of God and you've been born again the Bible way and you're serving him to the best of your ability, you ought to be able to go today and have peace that one way or the other, God's going to make a way and God's going to take care of you and God's going to make it. You may have some close calls, but God is with you. What I'm preaching is the gospel of peace. I wish everybody in this place would raise their hand because I feel like I'm preaching to somebody that's watching or listening online and they are so full of fear that something's going to go wrong in their life. They have no joy from day to day because they need peace. I'm telling you that there is a gospel. There's good news of peace, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know what I wish would happen right now? I wish the Holy Ghost would sweep over this congregation I wish the Holy Ghost would move through these airwaves. I wish the Holy Ghost, because when the Holy Ghost begins to move, it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen.
Now notice it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's not righteousness, peace, or joy in the Holy Ghost. Some people only get enough Holy Ghost to have joy. Some people only get enough Holy Ghost to have righteousness. I know people that have all the righteousness and all the rules followed, but they have no peace or joy in their life. I know other people, they, they're so full of joy, but they wouldn't live right. Once they turn their back on the altar, they're already backslid almost. But God wants us to have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Can I tell you that what we need is a good old-fashioned praying through? Amen. Do we still believe in praying through? Brother Wilson, I remember the elders used to say that. that I remember I used to preach for Brother R.C. Mays. Brother R.C. Mays is, is uh, Brother Nathan Batson's grandfather. He pastored in, uh, in Clarksville, Tennessee. I used to preach for him when I was a young man. And uh, every morning at 5 o'clock, we'd get up and we'd go over to the church and we'd pray. And, uh, and, and when we got done praying, we'd have breakfast and he would talk and he, he would tell me how they would have people that, that would come to him for different things. Maybe it was marriage advice or a young couple wanting to get married. He told me one particular time of a young couple that wanted to get married and he asked him, have you prayed through about it? Well, yes, pastor, we prayed about it. He said, but did you pray through about it? And so, well, no, pastor. He said, well, let's go to the altar. So he took him to the altar till they prayed through about it. The old timers believed in praying through, not just praying till I feel better or praying to feel like, okay, God, I did what you told me I had to do. I prayed about it. I had a, I had a pastor one time in a, in a desert area of the country, in, a, in a, a, a economically and spiritually depressed part of the country. Back when I was the youth pastor here, Brother Wilson, in the, in the mid-90s, I had a pastor from out west ask me to come take his church. And I thought about living in that city. And, I, and on the phone, I didn't have the heart to tell him, there's no way I'm coming out there. So I told him, I'll pray about it, Pastor. And then when I got off the phone, I got down and I said, God, please don't make me go there. <laughs> I prayed about it. <laughs> I didn't pray through about it, but I prayed about it. But I'm going to tell you, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so the more we're in the Holy Ghost, the more we have the opportunity to live righteously in peace and in joy. Amen. I don't want to be like Saul that relied on music to make me feel better. Every time Saul started feeling disquieted, every time he didn't feel at peace or didn't have joy, he'd call for David and say, play me a song, sing me a song, make me feel better. And so David would sing one of those anointed psalms, and he would sing and he would play, and Saul's spirit would start to feel better because he was borrowing from the anointing of David. Amen. He wasn't getting his own anointing. He was borrowing from the anointing of David. And so he would start to feel better. And then David would go about his business. And then over time, Saul would sink back into his depression. He would sink back into his anger. He would sink back into that spiritual condition. So he would call for David. Come back, David. Sing again. Play again. And he would borrow again from somebody else's anointing because Saul didn't live the kind of life that could be anointed on his own. Amen. 
But what we need is not just to say, okay, preacher, preach me happy. Okay, singer, sing me happy. But God, let me get prayed through in the Holy Ghost to the point that I get a touch from heaven. Amen. Not just till I feel a little better, but let's pray through. What I'm preaching is there is a gospel of peace. And if we'll pray through, God will put peace in our heart and mind. Amen. Uh, Maybe this is more of a Bible study than a Sunday morning service. But whatever it is, I feel like I'm anointed to preach it. It is the gospel of peace. Jesus said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. Amen. Peace I leave with you. Praise God. Peace I leave with you. That means you got to be in his presence to get his peace, right? Because he can't leave you if you're not in his presence with him, right? Amen. I know this is... This is, this is high-powered revelation right here, isn't it? I mean, this is, this is, this is I, I, I tell people I have the gift of observation. And I walk in the obvious. That's my spiritual gift. But you, it, he says, I, peace I leave with you. That means when we've been in his presence and we leave his presence, there ought to be a residual anointing of peace that stays in our heart. That when we leave this place or when we leave his presence, that that peace doesn't leave with him. That peace stays with us even when we leave his presence. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I've come to talk today about the gospel of peace. You know, I, I wish, I wish that, uh, that, that God would give me a word that said this pandemic's going to be over and uh, everything's going to go back to whatever, whatever normal was for us. And uh, I wish he'd give me a word and, and say, you know what, don't, don't get to, so caught up in, in, in all the, the, the political stuff. It's all going to change and you're going to be happy with it. And don't get so caught up in the economy because you're going to be blessed and, 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 and somebody's going to fly a helicopter over your house and drop basketfuls of money on, and, and you're not going to have to worry about anything and it's, that, that building's going to be paid for because I'm going to bless everybody with such, I wish God, you wish God would talk to me that way and you wish that it was God, don't you? I know I do and you do too. I wish I could get that word that says everything's going to be to the way we want it to be. But I can't promise you that word. But what I can promise you is whatever goes on in the world, that if you'll be in his presence, you can have peace because it is the gospel of peace. So you do what you can do. You let the world, the word of God, order your world. You get into his presence and you serve him with your whole heart. And then you can have this peace that he gives. Amen. I want you to close your eyes all over the sanctuary. I'm, I'm at the end of my message. And wherever you are, if you're able to, to close your eyes, close out the stuff that's going on, maybe around your house, wherever you are right now. But I want to pray. I want to pray that God gives peace. I can't help but feel like there's a lot of anxiety in people, a lot of fear. 
a lot of worry, dread, concern. And I'm not saying to live life flippantly. But what I am saying is, God, let your peace, let the peace of the Holy Ghost begin to flow in this place right now. I wonder if somebody would begin to pray in this house. Maybe, maybe you are one that I've preached to that you're concerned about your future, concerned about the way things are going. I, I tell you, I tell you while, while your eyes are closed, one of the things I've done the most of as a pastor over the last several months is talk to young people who are worried, who are anxious, who are fearful about the future, about their life. Every step, every decision they feel is the, the weight and anxiety, and they have no joy because they're so concerned. I'm telling you, God doesn't want you to live in turmoil like that. Peace, I leave with you. Let me tell you, those that God has brought out of sin, you don't have to wake up every morning and be afraid that this is the day the devil catches me again. You can have confidence and peace in the Holy Ghost. It is the gospel of peace. Lord, I pray, God, for every man, woman, and young person that's whether in the house or watching by way of some sort of electronic media. God, I pray for the peace of the Holy Ghost. Look, if I'm preaching to you right now, wherever you are, you ought to just say, God, let the Holy Ghost. You ought to pray through about it. God, I pray, Lord, let us be so full of the Holy Ghost that righteousness, peace, and joy begins to permeate who we are. God, I pray for peace that passes understanding, peace in the midst of the storm. Peace in the battle, peace against our enemies. Rest in the Spirit. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Can you help me pray all over this house right now? Why don't you lift your voice and pray? God, I'm asking you to send peace. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, speak peace to moms and dads that are concerned about raising children in this world. Help them to know, God, that you're going to take care of them. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God, I pray for young people that are concerned about the world they're going to live in. I pray, God, that you would give them peace to know that you are very present help in the time of trouble. God, those who have battled things in their life, oh God, and the devil tells them it's just a matter of time till he reels them back in. I rebuke that in Jesus' name, and I pray for the gospel of peace to minister to people. God, those who live in constant fear of sickness or disease, accident or trouble. God, I pray for the peace that passes understanding to begin to flow through your people. I thank you, God, for the gospel of peace. I thank you, God, for the gospel of peace that covers me even when my past is full of trouble and turmoil. And psychologists and scientists tell me there's no way I should be at peace, but because of the Holy Ghost, I've made it this far. Thank you for the gospel of peace, Lord, that delivers me from my past, that saves me from my present, 
and guides me into my future. Thank you for peace, oh God, for parents and grandparents, and moms and dads and boys and girls and young people. I ask you, God, to let the peace of your spirit begin to flow all through this house. Can you pray with me right now? Amen. Maybe this message hasn't been for you right now. But maybe you could help me pray for somebody watching that maybe they're at their wit's end. Maybe suicidal thoughts have crept into their mind because of the turmoil. I'm telling you, God wants you to have peace in the Holy Ghost today. In the name of Jesus, you can be born again. You can be baptized in his name and filled with his spirit. Peace I leave with you and my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. God, I pray, minister to somebody's heart today. Oh, God, come on, help me pray. Let's use this sanctuary as a prayer room right now. That God would reach into somebody's life and speak peace in the name of Jesus.
stand in the room? Let's lift our hands unto the Lord right now and worship Him. Just let the Spirit of God bring peace into your life right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for the gospel of peace. Hallelujah, Jesus. I tasted and seen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, there's peace in his presence. Peace like a river. Hallelujah. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God, for your peace. We thank you, God, for your peace. Hallelujah. God that passes all understanding, the peace of God that surpasses all knowledge. We thank you, God, for your peace. And God, you are welcome here in our homes. You are welcome here in this house of God. You are welcome in our hearts, oh God. You are welcome. Come and bring your peace, God. Come and bring your glory, God. Come and bring your presence, oh God. For there's peace in your presence. Hallelujah. We praise Him together. Let's lift up our, our voices and clap our hands into God one more time. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift your hands as we pray one more time before we're dismissed. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking to us. And Lord, I declare your word over everybody in this room and everybody that's listening today. In the name of Jesus, I lose peace in their homes. I lose peace in their families. I lose peace in their minds, oh God. I rebuke all rage and fear, oh God. I rebuke all anxiety and depression. And right now, I speak peace. Right now, I loose the rivers of living water, the peace like a river. Let it flow into their homes, flow into their minds, and flow into their hearts. And let it pass all understanding. Let it be peace that doesn't make sense. Peace that I can't understand. Peace that goes beyond what I understand. I loose that peace right now. I ought, to, I ought to have lost my mind, but somehow I've got peace. I ought to be going crazy, but somehow I've got peace. I ought to be out of my mind, but somehow... Somehow I've got peace. It don't make sense, but I've got peace. And I loose that peace upon everybody listening right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus, for your peace. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, clap your hands one more time. Jesus' name, you can be dismissed. Join us again tonight at 630. We'll see you here. We'll see you online in Jesus' name.